Welcome to Supplement the Faith, Off the Cuff. It's Brennan and Eddie. Yo. How you doing? Great. Great. Happy Friday, Off the Cuff Friday. What do you got for us this week, Eddie? Uh, a cool article came out um, the other day on uh, on the 22nd um, by Desiring God, uh, written by a man named Marshall Siegel. I think we've talked about some of his stuff before. We have. Um, or at least posted on our Facebook uh, mm-hmm. group. By the way, if you're listening and you want to get updates and things that Brennan and I post that we love, that we see, that help us supplement our faith, come yeah. join our, our Facebook group. It's called Supplement the Faith, so check that out. Please um, do. But we uh, we post this article in there, and it's called "Loves Make a Man." Love makes a man a man, hmm. and I just personally love this because I I personally in in my struggles and in my sin I I look at my life sometimes and think I don't measure up to what a man quote quote man you know is a lot of in the world. What and even is a man? <laughs> it's a great it's a great question. That's what we're trying to seek here on the on the podcast. Uh, so I really liked this article of getting back to the focus of truly what a man, a man of God is. It's someone who loves, loves his God and loves others. Mm. And, um, I thought in, in this article, he did a great breakdown of utilizing scripture to back up his point of love being the most important part of, uh, of the man. And he, you know, he pulls up a whole bunch of different scriptures to, um, to back that up. And then he goes into really kind of using, um, using the verse where it says love, love, uh, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Uh, uh and then kind of first Corinthians 13. Yeah. And then kind of, he, he breaks that down in the article. And I love that because that's a, th- those are verses that a lot of times are used just to talk about weddings and relationships. And yeah. it's, it's way more than, than, than that. Like these, these words, these verses are given to us also as men and women to use in our day to day used to it with our coworkers and our family and our, our friends and those among the church. And, um, so really I, I love that he took a lot of these verses that talk about love being the focus point, like what you and I have talked about before of, yeah. uh, in first Corinthians 13 of like, look, I could speak with tongues of fire, but if I don't love, I'm just a clanging symbol. Like it means, it means nothing. Uh, ultimately, uh, so getting down to the to the root of um, what makes a man a man is that he loves God and he loves he loves yeah. people well. That he 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 bears all things with love. He believes all things with love. He hopes in all things with love, and he endures all things with love. So I just I loved it. It's really good, man. Yeah, we oftentimes I think as society like we we want men to be men when it's convenient for us. Like we want them to step up as a leader, and then other times we don't want men to to do what God has called them to do and we we want them to stay quiet and be passive right yeah. we give them a pass right but one thing that our secular society in all of its confusion consistently gets wrong is the role of love in a man's heart yeah and, and what that means right yeah because uh, like the the toxic masculinity side will be oh no men men just need to be tough. They need to be aggressive. They need to be violent. They Mm -hmm. need to be all this. They need to be chauvinistic dominant. Right. Right. That's the toxic, toxic side. Yeah. And then the passive side is no men need to quiet. Don't, don't speak out. Don't stand up for anything. In fact, you need to be uh, submissive to your wife in your household and you need to just be the fun dad, just sit in the corner and, and just be quiet. You can make some jokes, but other than that, we really don't want you to 
to do much. Yeah, like right? what we see on all the TV shows nowadays. You know, the, yeah, the the Family Guy and the uh, right. um, what's the what's what's some what's some of the other ones. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, to show the passive dad. Oh, uh, uh, Modern Family. Modern Family is a big one. Yeah, Simpsons. Just a joke of a dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. All you look at all those cartoons. A lot of them are all that way. Yeah, a lot of movies yep. that way. I'm gonna be best friends with my son and daughter, or yeah. I'm not gonna ruffle any feathers. Like, let's all put on a right happy right. face. Yeah, it's just not being the men that God calls us to be. Yeah, and and neither of those are are loving, right? Those two opposite spectrums that you see a lot in society. I'd say you see more of the second one the passive than than the toxic i think you just hear more of the toxic and see it because it's so like shocking but the the second one i think is far more common yeah. in secular culture uh, but the reality is is like we're called to be meek right right which is like power under control absolutely and then and, and so it's a blend of both right there needs to be times where men actually do need to be violent yeah. but it's different it's it's using a measured controlled violence to end evil violence, yeah. to end violence, right? And then it's, it's, it's being, a good way to say that. Yeah, that was good. Thanks, I've been practicing. <laughs> no, it's, uh, I've been thinking about that a lot just in the past couple of years. But yeah, that's, it's, it's measured violence to end violence, yeah. right? And only one step above the level of the current. But, uh, but then love, like you talk about love, and we're asking men to lay down their lives and to, to bear others' burdens and to love compassionately, that is not something that the world can, can, can comprehend without actually knowing what that looks like. Yeah. And to know what that looks like means that you, gotta, you have to know the Savior. You have to know the Savior's love. You have to know God's love yeah. in order to uh, embody that kind of love as a man. Right? Absolutely. You can't do it from a worldly perspective. Yeah. yeah. And like what we read in Scripture, God is love. You can't have love apart, apart. Excuse me, apart from God. You can't. And so, yeah. So when we talk about this and this article and you know love in general and as men, how we love God and love others, like we, God has to be the the, the focal point, the center of it, or it's not it's not true love. It's not real right. love. Yeah, that's right. He is. If he is love, you cannot then have love where he is not involved or not not believed that's or right. not not a part of it. Yeah. Amen to that. Yeah. And something that I think is really cool is if we go back to our supplement faith verse in Second mm-hmm. Peter chapter one, verses five through seven, you have all these these virtues that Peter is telling us to embody, right? And these are not just to men, but to men and women, like a lot of these qualities are. So, uh, anyways, picking up in verse five, for this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue. And virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, and steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. And I it never get tired of that verse. Yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing, isn't yeah. it? But faith and love, kind of that that sandwich, and you have all these things that follow in in beneath there. But if you read it backwards, which is kind of like how it reads, it, it starts with love. Yep, everything starts with love, yeah. and it, and then it ends with faith. And everything's kind of like in the middle there. Yeah. So um, I had to bring that up because that's of course. Our, our podcast verse. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. I'm, su- so, I'm surprised that, you know, that, that could have been used in this article that, that Siegel writes here. It really that, could. That verse. Yeah. 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 One of the ones that he brings up that yeah. I think's good is uh, he talks about First Timothy chapter one, verse five, that says, this is, this is Paul writing to Timothy about, about 
loving people <laughs> in in this particular section here. And he says, the aim of our charge is love that issues from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. Uh, and, I, and I love that. And then Piper defines what type of love Paul is talking about here. And he describes it as, it's the overflow and expansion of joy in God, which then gladly meets the needs of others. Mm. So I, I love that because, again, as as you just alluded to in that verse, it it all starts with love. Yeah. And again, love being God, it starts with with God. It starts with our time with Him. It starts with our relationship with Him. We are not going to be able to love well, love others well, love our our wives well, love our friends well, our church well. If we are not meeting with him, and then like what Piper says there, then meet the needs of others out of the overflow overflow and expansion of the joy that we're finding in God. So I thought that was that's a great like foundational lay here as we as we talk about, you know, as men, love being the foundation of what makes men men uh, is is that first love for God, first yeah. finding our joy and our delight and our worth and our meaning and our purpose and everything in him. And right. then from the joy and everything that comes from that, then we go out into the world and do what we are called by God to do out of that love. That's mm-hmm. what makes a man a man, not someone that can do everything on their own strength, not a man that can do things from their own wisdom, from their own guidance, because that is doing it apart from God who is love. So in context then you're not doing it you're not loving well then if you remove god from the equation you're not loving well you're doing things on again your own wisdom your own strength um being being a man is not is not about you know muscling up and gritting your teeth and getting through it all on your own no being a man is more about laying down all your all your trials all your suffering all your weaknesses everything and saying i trust in jesus i trust in the lord and i trust in him to provide everything for me, for my family, for others. And I'm going to then live my life by abiding in him. Right. Um, right. That's, that's how we, that's how we love. That's good. Yeah. And without love, and if you just pull like the, the list of sins from Galatians five nineteen through 21, as it's quoted in the article, like what you see in the world is tell me that this does not sound like the world or men of the world selfishness, sexual morality, impurity, idolatry, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, and drunkenness. Um, and that mm. just is to list a few of those, but, yeah. um, and we see that in the world, right? And then, but when we have real love, it changes those assumptions of men of the world, right? Because, yeah. uh, when we're embodying that real love, we're going to be different. We're going to be we're going to be the salt of the earth, right? We're going to be yeah. those with compassion. Uh, we're going to be those who love. Like if we truly love, like the Bible says, then we're also going to be disciplining in our children. Absolutely. And, and and being obedient to the Lord. Yeah. And standing up for, for what's right. Yeah. So that's also true love. Yeah. You know, that's good, man. I'm going to, I'm going to share a story that I haven't, I don't know if I've shared this like publicly before, but. Oh boy, here we go. There was a moment, a, a, a time where I experienced uh great love from a friend and I'll never, I'll never forget this. So, um, handful of years ago when I was getting off the Adderall, I've, uh-huh. I've shared that story. If you're listening to this, you don't know what I'm talking about. Go and listen to uh, my story mm-hmm. way back how many podcasts ago, uh, and you'll hear about it. But, um, I was going through withdrawal symptoms and I was skipping church because I just wanted to like sit in the dark and not do, yeah. not do anything. I wasn't reaching out to people. And my roommate at the time mm went to there was a particular night that I was I was skipping church and I was sitting home I think I was just watching TV cuz I didn't want to be around anyone to do sure. anything my roommate goes to church 
and at at church the sermon of that night was was our pastor talking about if we truly love our friends it is not letting them sitting in their sin it is then in love confronting them calling them out and bringing them to the cross that if we truly love our our friends then and, and our family and those those around us we know that the best thing for them is Jesus. So we mm-hmm. don't let them sit in their sin and we go and call them out in it in a loving way and push them towards the cross because it's the best thing for them. You put your friendship aside and you say, look, I love you more than, you know, I want you to view me as, a, you know, as someone who never, you know, upsets you. So I, I'm telling you this because I love you and yeah. we lovingly rebuke them. So anyway, he hears that sermon. He comes home that night and then calls me out in in a loving way, he did it very, very well. Uh, and I blew up on him and it, it was undeserving. I was saying, and he kept saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know, I was just trying to, you know, care as I, and I, and I, and I, and I blew up. And the next day I then listened to the sermon yeah. uh, on the app. And I, and I hear our pastor talk about that. And it clicked to me that my mm. friend heard that sermon and loved me enough to come home, put himself aside call me out, even though he was afraid that I was going to blow up, which I did on him. And he loved me that much, dude. I was in tears after listening that, realizing that my friend loved me that much to, to put his friendship aside and call me out. And I went to him and I apologized and we're, we're all good now. It was all good. You know, that was a, actually a a big moment in our friendship and a big moment in my getting over the Adderall stuff. Cause I, again, I realized in that moment, just how much the Lord is with me in this in this whole process, man. But mm. um, my goodness, like that again, loving and you know it. It's not it's not flattery, yeah. like right. Like we sometimes we mistake love with just like being nice to people and you know holding the door open and you know it's yeah. it, again it love is so much more than that. It's it's the cross. It's it's God. It's Jesus. It's it. it he has to be involved and. Loving someone well is pointing them to to the cross, is right. doing it from 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 the glory of God for the glory of God, and um and and may, helping helping those around us, our, our friends, our family, our spouses, you know, whoever, love Jesus more. If we really love them, we put ourselves aside and ha- have them see God greater than they would see us. Yeah, yeah, that's really good, man. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, I think a lot of people can can th- probably think about similar situations to that before or. Maybe they're maybe they're you in that story. Maybe they're your friend in that story, and um, you know, man, that's really powerful. Thanks for sharing that. But what yeah. a great example of what it means to really love a brother in Christ. Yeah. If you if you think about it, right? If we are to love our brothers, like we are to um, to bear their burdens, right? And to like kind of some of the stuff that we're talking about now to 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 believe in them, right? To hope for the best in them. To, to not not necessarily exactly. like putting our faith in them, but believing that God uh, is not done with them, that God has a plan for them, and that we are um, just calling them out of their sin in a loving, gracious way, so that they can come to know Jesus better, and so they can live uh, in a way that God wants them to live, right? Because yeah. that's that's loving, right? Yeah. A parent who doesn't discipline their children is not loving, right? Yeah when we're not teaching our children and raising them up in a way of the gospel that so that they could be um, people who also love Jesus, right? And people who understand the love of the Father. There, there needs to be an aspect of discipline in that loving, joyful discipline, right? And um, 
it's actually not loving to to not discipline your children. Yeah. Um, you see that throughout Proverbs. You see it in the New Testament. Paul talks about it. Um, it's a common theme, right? So uh, that's powerful. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, another area where sometimes we we get it uh, get it mixed up of what it looks like to love is um, so a lot of times in you know we're called to make disciples. We're called to share the gospel. You know, and a lot of times we we will fall into this rut of, well, first I got to build this relationship with this person before I tell them about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes that, that, that might be true. We're like, okay, the time's not right right now. You know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to just love them. I'm going to provide for them. And then, and then I'm going to, and then I'm going to share with them. Right. But mm. we, the problem that, that will happen is, is that we fall into this place of, we think, oh, well, I'm just going to love them right now. And then later I'll share the gospel with them. Later, it's like if they're a non-believer, and what can happen is we can go four months, five months, six months of of loving them, quote quote, you know, love, but but not sharing the the truth of the gospel. My argument be is you're really not loving them. Yeah. You're sitting, you're sitting on the greatest news in the history of the world, and you're not telling that person that you're sitting across the table from who is on their way destined to hell right now. That mm. is that love. Is that love? Like, I don't, I, I don't think so. Now you might be showing good deeds and kindness like towards that person, but that's not love. If you're going, if you know someone for five, six, seven months who doesn't know Jesus and you see them regularly and you are not telling them about Jesus and about the Lord, I could make the argument that you're not loving them. Even if you help them move, even if you cook them dinner, even if you do kind acts, but not sharing Jesus, even though, (laughs) even though you see them all the time and you have this relationship, because again, you're 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 separating love and God in that yeah. in, in that scenario, yeah. um, so uh, that there's a there's a challenge in that of if yeah. if you know somebody right now where you have a relationship with and you've had a relationship with for a long time a friendship a coworker whatever and you know they don't know Jesus yeah I'm challenging you right now to to love them well and share the gospel with them sure yeah it's good man yeah I, I mean that's challenging even for me too just to, to hear that, to be reminded of that. Because like if we call ourselves ambassadors for Christ, right? Mm-hmm. If we have the best news in the world, then why are we being so silent about it? Why are we not telling people that we have the cure? Yeah. We have the way to defeat death. We have yeah. the way to eternal life, right? All these awesome things that we will gladly talk about with other believers, right? Yeah. And then we like kind of hold it in and and don't want to share that with out of fear of losing a relationship or fear of exactly of mockery or in and, and then such a small chance of that happening anyways i know for me like other times when i have shared with a close friend or when i have spoken up like very very rarely has it been met with a negative connotation you know yeah and even if they don't accept it it's it's been like it's usually this this is normally it yeah i really appreciate you sharing that with me I'm just not quite there yet. I'm, I'm really glad that works for you, but not me. Yeah. That's 90% yeah. what it's people It's like the worst say. that's going to happen, yeah. Right. At least here in America. Sure. <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, there could be, I'm not saying that other stuff couldn't happen, but more than likely, that's probably what it's yeah. going to be. At least that's been my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, now, are we still promised persecution, mockery, and stuff like that? Yes. Yeah. Right? And and so don't be surprised when that happens. Yeah. Uh, and it, so... Honestly, we should be surprised when that's not happening. Mm-hmm. If you if you just read scripture and scripture is our guide, yeah, we're, we're like, well, where's this persecution that Paul's talking about? I'm not 
not seeing that in yeah. my life. Yeah. You know, that should be, it should make you think. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, you know, so say you do, so hypothetic scenario, you, you do share, you meet someone for the first time, you get to know each other after a week. And then you tell them like, look, Hey, I want to tell you about mm-hmm. why I am who I am and about my, my God. And you share the gospel with them and they respond like what you just said, like, Hey, that's great for you, man. But, but not for me. Mm-hmm. Then that's the, we say, okay, like I, I get it. And then we keep loving them. Then yeah, now, yeah. now that's where like continuing to pursue them and love them and do the acts of kindness. Like mm-hmm. you're just going to get more and more opportunities to show like through now your acts as well right. than who, who the God is that, that you serve. But we, we just, again, none of those things are bad. Right. <laughs> you know, loving and caring for and, and serving and those acts of kindness, those are great. But there's just, I, I want to get us thinking of like, are we really loving them well? if we do all those things over and over and over again, but never share the hope that we have in Jesus with them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man, it's, it's well said. It's good. Yeah. Um, so love being the foundation. Again, we're talking about in this article, like the, the question then that he, uh, you know, that he sets up here, he says, if love then sets us apart as men of God, then love is an indispensable ambition for any man pursuing maturity in Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that, like that little quote there. Um, because I think, you know, again, in the verse that you read, our theme verse for our podcast, um, it lists all those things and those things are great. But like you yes. said, it's got to start, it's got to start with love. Yeah. So, right. So pursue virtue though, but do it in love. Yeah. Pursue knowledge, but do it, in love do it do it all in christ first first pursuing love and how often do we fall into the rut of pursuing knowledge and wisdom and virtue and all these things and not asking ourselves hey how can i be better at loving others like how can i love my roommate better and my wife better or my my husband better or my friend better um where then we fall in that place of like how can i grow in knowledge and wisdom and virtue again good things but sure love has to be the the foundation so i like that 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 quote that then you know love is then the indispensable ambition for any man pursuing maturity in Christ. I like that, and I think love is always that that quality that we could no matter what continue to grow in. Oh yeah, we'll never perfect that <laughs> exactly. And if we're pursuing love, then those other virtues, those other qualities, are going to follow. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and oftentimes, like you know, if we're really connected to the vine, and we know the Father's love then we know that as we're growing closer to him and we're continuing to experience more of God's love for us, then we're going to continue to grow in our capacity to love, our capacity to understand love. Absolutely. And our capacity to love other people. Um, Our patience, our, um, all these things that like our endurance, our bearing, our belief, all these things and how we love from first Corinthians 13, we're going to grow in that over time. Mm -hmm. And that only comes from being connected to the vine. Yeah. So always going back to that, you got to be, if you're really going to know love and know true love, you have to know God and because God is love. Yeah. And so for us to know God, we have to be spending time with him and be in his word and be in his presence, be, be worshiping him, spending time with him, right? Yeah. To, in order to understand and fully grasp the, the, the riches, the glory, uh, everything about the Lord, his love for us. Uh, it's, it's so deep. It's beyond our, our understanding. And we just get little glimpses um, as we continue to keep following him of how great his love is for us. Yeah, that's so good, man. Um, we keep saying God is love. 
which yeah. is which is true. I just want to bring up the verse here real quick of where we get that from. It's uh, 1 John chapter 4. says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. Mm-hmm. So just wanted to make sure that we let our listeners hey we're getting that from uh <laughs> from scripture yes it there. does come from scripture yeah. so uh, yeah it's been a good off the cuff i really enjoyed this and there's been a, several good recent articles on uh desiring god oh yeah and uh they've just been firing them off man yeah and it's always a great resource too it's one that i uh will look at so and yeah we, we post those on the facebook group for you guys if we see one that we really liked we'll put post that up there and other yeah. resources and stuff like that too yeah but this was a good topic because i think it's at the heart of what we're trying to do here on the podcast yeah is uh supplementing our faith and man love is just the perfect way to do that and yeah. to grow as men too you know oh, we yeah. want to be we want to be good men we yep. want to be godly men but we also want to be men who love absolutely absolutely so I want to end with 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 the end quote from uh, from the article. So I think it's great. It says, "For love to bear, it must die to comfort and convenience. For love to believe, it must die to cynicism. For love to hope, it must die to selfish ambition. For love to endure, it must die again and again to self. Loving men are always dying men and happy men. As they die, they follow Jesus." who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross like him, men of God love and die for joy. So I just love that, love that ending, uh, there of, um, again, for, for, for love to endure for us to, for us to love, we must, we must die to self again and again and again. First going to the Lord, being loved by him, loving him, delighting in him, spending that time with him. And then we then love others from the overflow of that time. With, uh, with him yeah amen man it's good love it so thank you guys for listening to this off the cuff and we'll talk to you next week with our man of god series yep. love you guys